Ooh, this is KG joining Mike Doobie in the Much Wiser podcast. All right. Thanks for joining us, joining us Kyle. We've made a couple of attempts uh, before, and I don't know what the issue was with uh, actually getting a recording, but maybe this one sticks. Yeah, yeah. So... The newest news I know of is that Mike has finished his first home brew. Yeah, that's very true. Thanks for the shout out there, Kyle. Um, it turned out to be a table beer. I was going for a Belgian Saison. Um, that was the recommendation that the fellas over at Windsor uh, gave to me because uh, and the reason there is because the Saison yeast uh, apparently uh, does well maintain the self uh, stability wise and higher temperatures so it's more stable there and uh, but I did something wrong because it's uh, the alcohol um, content came out pretty low less than 2.9% so they're calling it a table beer okay because you can drink it all day long and still sit at the table yeah, I guess so. You know, I, I didn't know what a table beer actually was or what it meant, uh, really, until I uh, delved in and did, did a little research. And the 30-second, I guess, synopsis on it, according to uh, according to my readings, was that in England, um, they used to uh, rate the different beers um, and they, uh, I guess they would tax them differently. So they, I guess a small beer would be taxed at a certain amount and that would, small beer would be like the equivalent of our, uh, non-alcoholic beers or our near beers. And then table beers would be a little bit stronger, but not as strong as a regular beer that we would enjoy nowadays. So a table beer would be maybe like a half a percent, one percent up to like three or three and a half percent and then anything over that would just be considered regular beer so all three different uh, beer types would get its own classification so mine came in at 2.89 percent and that i guess according to an england tax table would be considered a table beer okay and, and how did it come out for flavor you know it was okay it was just um it was just okay. I wouldn't buy it, um, but I also wouldn't throw it away. It's kind of like one of those songs that you hear on the radio where you're like, nah, I'm not going to turn it, but I'm not going <laughs> to buy the album. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> you said Windsor Home Brew Supply, and little shout out to them. That's at 743 Baker Street in Costa Mesa over by the Bristol and the 405 and the 55 and the 73 right over in that area. Did you talk to them since you brewed your Belgian Saison? Oh, no, I haven't uh, haven't talked to the guys over there yet since, but I will say um, since you've given them a shout out that I'll do the same thing too, because wow, a couple good guys over there. Um, I have Alex and oh man, off the top of my head, I think it's Jason, but I could be wrong. Um, so either way, I know one of them is Alex for sure. Uh, maybe Josh, either Josh or Jason. Well, I'll remember, but in the meantime, um, they've helped me get all of my equipment set up. That is the kettle and the, uh, and the outside 
grill or propane. Um, uh, not the tank. The tank I got at Home Depot, but this is just more of the uh, the outside grill platform. Oh, and by the way, Kyle, thanks for um, thanks for helping me set that up the other day. Uh, nobody really knows that yet, but uh, but you, Kyle, came over to help me on my first brew and. I know you were expecting to get into the beer, but we spent our first two hours uh, uh, going to Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. It was fun. We got it started. Yeah, I didn't think a like a, a two or three hour beer session would turn into an eight hour um, escapade. It did. Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> but I will. Say, but let me just let me just jump over to your beer. Um, you uh shout out to you and your uh your home base for your equipment i believe you purchased yours somewhere in long beach i can't remember the yep name. yep it was Steinfillers, long oh, beach right. i went with a um a uh, bavarian hefeweizen Let me just say, it came out really nice for your first shot there. Man, it tasted like a real beer, not like not like the beer I brewed, but um, like a real flavorful beer. I was uh, pretty happy with that, dude. Really nice. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So Steinfellers is at forty-one sixty Norseway in Long Beach, California nine zero eight zero eight. And yeah, yeah, I like what it came out. I was pleasantly surprised. It had a full body it, it had a little bit of bite to it but not too much it had decent alcohol content yeah it came out well for my first try beginner's luck yeah for sure well i was um i was stoked to be there for that that was that was pretty cool and you know i think the one the one difference um that i can think of right off the bat was i think you used like a malt um that was provided in the kit that you had so it was more of like a syrupy um, extract right like a malt extract still got you on the line or did we lose each other well for now um i'm not hearing uh kyle we must have Check, 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 one, two. Can you okay. hear me? There you go. There you okay, go. okay. You're back in there. All right. Yeah, I heard you all along. So, yeah, you were saying that uh, I, for, I forgot oh, what we were speaking the, about. The malt, the malt. That's the one thing. The malt thing. So. Yep. That was the one thing I could, that I noted that was a little different. Um, I, I used the grain. I brewed it with grain to mm -hmm. try to extract the sugars. But I think you had the sugars already extracted, right? Yeah, yeah. I used the malt extract. I used some grains for flavoring, um, but I used the malt extract for the sugars. And that might well have been the difference because the yeast, it eats the sugar. And if there's not much sugar to eat, you're not going to have a very high alcohol percentage in your beer. So maybe that was a difference. Yeah, for sure. When You know, when I was um, at Windsor um, and I was telling... Uh, you know, asking Alex, uh, it is Josh, Josh and Alex, not Jason. So when I was asking Alex about that, he, he just, you know, I went through some of the photos that I took and a couple of the little video clips, and I even took a picture of the temperature 
that I set um, the brew at, um, and I think I think it's called a, your strike water, so whatever the heat was when you put in your grains, and I put them in at below 160, maybe like 150, somewhere between 155-ish, and then I dropped it down to 150 for a full hour before I started boiling. And so he said, he said, no, you did that just right. Um, and, it, and so that's the, that's the curious thing. But the one thing I've learned since then is that some people do um, use a technique called the sparge. I don't know if you've heard of that um, before, Kyle. No, I haven't. Yeah, so it's interesting because I guess um, you don't, sometimes you don't get a Full, this is the way I understand it as of right now. You don't get a full conversion of your um, your grains to sugar when you um, when you do your initial. Um, I'm just going to say brew. I can't think of a better word. When you do your initial brew, and um, so what some people do is, I guess, more advanced uh, brewers is they'll use a sparge technique where they'll 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 take a I don't know maybe a gallon or two I guess it's proportionate to what you're already um, what you're already using in your initial brew in terms of water volume and you'll take a separate uh, water volume smaller than the first and you'll raise the temperature a little bit and pouring that over the remainder of your grain bag so if you say you've got um, I know you uh, malt extract but say you've got grains you've got like I think in my case I had like eight pounds of grains now you're just now you're just trying to get force more of it out through a kind of like a little second mini brewing session um, and then you combine those two waters and I guess that gets the rest of the uh, gets the rest of the sugars out so sparging is that technique okay Okay, as long as my brewer isn't splooging in my beer, I guess I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You would, uh, you're right, that might that might be a hazy IPA. Yeah, yeah. A little baby better in my beer. <laughs> oh, man, that's, you got a whole new uh, genre of beers going on there. Yep. <sighs> awesome, man. Well, hey, you know, this is, turn. it's, if anything else, it's been a whole lot of fun, dude. I had a lot of fun brewing with you at your, your pad, and then um, yeah. thanks for helping me set up with my pad. I can't wait for you to uh, try mine, even though I don't think mine's delicious. It's, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's really I'm still curious to come give it a taste. And I keep on telling myself I'm going to make it over there to Windsor. It's right by where I work, and I, I, it's time for me to make another brew. I, I drank up all mine, so it's time for another one. Oh, for sure. You have any ideas? I don't know. I don't know. I'll go out and ask them what they suggest. Yeah, that's a good call. Just uh, just be careful of the Belgian saisons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I uh, one beer. I don't, I don't know if you've if you've heard of this beer. Um, it's made by a um, a brewery out in Oklahoma called. Um, Prairie, and I was introduced to Prairie by a coworker and, and friend, um, Mike uh, Mike Seva, and it's, it's 
He introduced me to a beer called the Birthday Bomb. It's, a, it's an imperial stout that's brewed on like cocoa nibs and like, or, you know, I guess that I guess that would be pronounced cacao, right? In, in that way. Um, and then um, hot pepper and vanilla. Oh. And dude, this and it's but it's like a real thick stout at like 13 or 14 percent. Wow. That would be like that'd be a steep climb to try to something like that but man it's like it's in this environment it's like dude life life just seems shorter and shorter yeah yeah sounds interesting though sounds like it's worth giving it a try yeah yeah so anyway that's what i've got in mind now i know that uh if kyle pet had to choose it sounds like he he wants he wants you to stick with effelweizens (laughs) the hef (laughs) yeah at least that seemed to be his uh his vote when uh texting back and forth that sounds good that sounds good yep but um yeah yeah i i uh i, I guess the one difference between um uh, then and now was we've already gone through our heat wave summers ended and when yeah I, when i brewed it was like that was the peak dude that we uh i think i brewed on like august um 15th i think was the brew date and dude, we had that heat wave when I kept, when I was fermenting in the garage, I was looking mm-hmm. at the thermometer, the sticker on the outside of the bucket, and dude, it was like 86. Oh man, yeah, that's warm. So they say, uh, they say typically though, yeast swarms that won't handle that kind of uh, temperature, but yeah. um, I imagine now we're, we're down to the 70s, right? So. Okay. Yeah, I think a lot of the beers like to be in the 60s even, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, the one um, thing I've been thinking about doing is uh, buying one of the temperature control cages. I think I, I might have mentioned that to you for our fridge outside. Okay. Because they uh, are, when we when we came into this place, they left that fridge out there. And, uh, you know, right before we moved in, we had no, no refrigerators. We, we bought a new one when we moved in and they left too. So now we've got three refrigerators and I'm like, okay, you know, what are we going to do? Sell one? <laughs> but no, now we've got, uh, now I've got a fridge out there that ha- hasn't been used. I used it just to ferment, but I could throw a little temperature control gauge on that. Uh, so it's Alex at Windsor, um, you know, keep my temperature, you know, at 65 or whatever. I guess you, you uh, run a couple of probes, and the way he says it, he does it, is he runs a couple of probes in through uh, sort of the seam after you, you know, as you, as you close the door, and you put that in like a pitcher of water. So, um, uh, so you're always just kind of uh, checking, you know, next to your, uh, next to the beer that you're fermenting just to make sure you've got the right temp. Oh man, all kinds of techniques we can learn as we get more experience. Dude, for sure, for sure, dude. I, I think I think you'll probably, probably be the next one to to brew. So I'm, man, I'm gonna be really curious, Kyle, to hear what you're uh, thinking to do next. Yeah, sounds good. One of these days, I think I'll just go over there on work and see what they have to offer. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, you might as you might as well, because if when I went over there, if I hadn't taken his advice, I picked mm-hmm. so, picked like some random beer. Um, then I would have just probably spoiled it. <laughs> so he's probably got something 
And, and as we head into the fall too, it'd be kind of nice to do something like, you know, uh, fall style. All, all sorts of yeah. beers start coming out, right? Like that. yeah, like German A good stuff, or IPA or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, yeah, I saw that you um, that you're around the area tonight, and yeah, for sure you could have just pop, popped in if you're already heading back towards your house. Then uh, just sometime this week, maybe I can either drop drop a couple of twenty C's off for you, or can you find yourself back in this neck of the woods and just fill that's the- another thing I was curious about. Did you gather your bottles, or did you buy bottles? How how'd you manage bottling your beer? You know, I didn't have enough beer bottles when uh, the time came, so um, I was like, man, should I just outdrink myself so I have enough bottles here? But I I think I only have like maybe two or three bottle bottles, like, okay. or so. So yeah, weak drinker over here. But um, yeah, so I just went up back up to Windsor and bought a couple of cases of uh, 22s and... Um, now I think I'm down to uh, a, yeah, it's a couple 12ers, 12, 12 pack cases, 22s. Now I've got one 12 pack left, and the other 12 pack has four left. So those four are two for you uh, and two for uh, Kyle. Okay, sounds good. So yeah, yep. Well, man, that's, that's great, dude. I. Uh, you know, I can't think of more to add for our first uh, podcast, but um, thanks for joining in, Brett. This has um, been a really yeah. Experience. The adventure begins. The adventure begins. Dude, for sure. We got our got another another brew coming up. Yep. So let's see whether our next podcast is a tasting session or a brewing session. Uh, whichever comes first, I'll be happy with it. Ah, that's right. That's right. Well, we tried to get both in. We got the we got the tasting when you brought it over. Delicious. Yeah, yeah. And almost started the brewing. Uh, but uh, I kind of like that uh, that uh, sort of uh, uh, piggybacking effect. It's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can do both. Have a beer and a brew session again. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> okay. Well, real good. Here's to much wiser. Yeah, it's a much wiser. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! We, we need more sound effects, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we were in a like, professional studio with engineers, this would be like fade out music. Um, yep. But, uh, right now, just you know, whatever we got handy. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, until next time, no, stay no, much no, wiser. No. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Goodbye. <laughs> All right, brother. Have a good night. Okay, you too. Take care. All right. Later.